0: Welcome Work episode 428 of the Drunk Podcast. I'm host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Dude, let me tell you, I'm doing pretty well. Got my second shot today, on top of that, it feels like I'm getting more so into Destiny 2 because of the new season that released this past week, so I've been playing a hell of a lot of that, but at the same time, I've been very excited because baseball season, has actually been pretty fruitful for the Oakland Athletics, so they've yeah. been on a hot streak as of late. They've been beating teams like the Red Sox. They were in a series against the Minnesota Twins, which the Twins are hit and miss. They're not doing so well so far this season, but uh, but I'm just excited because it's the first time in a long while with the Oakland A's. have started off red hot. They've got like over 20 wins already, and it's not even the end of May, so that's always a good sign for any baseball team if they have plus 30 by plus 20 some odd wins and stuff just to start off not even like the first two seasons but the first two months done but
0: uh the future of san jose uh ace
1: well honestly it is what it is i'm not sure if it's san jose because that's giants territory but uh let me tell you when it comes to the oakland athletics that team has been negotiating with the city of Oakland for years in regards to not only having a a stadium to call their own quintessentially because the whole thing with Al Davis helping create that damn dual function stadium. But uh, if it ends up that the Oakland A's are going to have to go through and hightail a move, I mean, there's nothing really much I can do about it. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I thought it was interesting that the that Major League Baseball actually issued a statement about the Oakland Athletics. I mean, they could still, the A's could still, like, pursue, like, trying to get a ballpark in Oakland. And from what I've been hearing, they want a $12 billion, like, uh, thing, not only for the new stadium, but also for a shopping district and a hotel, you know, try to redevelop the city of Oakland since, well, let's just be perfectly honest, the city of Oakland and stuff is pretty awful i'm not gonna yeah. lie <laughs> because the whole the crime all the el the vagrant violence all the other shit you know i and mean it's kind it's... of the
0: poor side of the golden gate bridge so
1: yeah quintessentially though i mean to be a fun fact for all the listeners and all the watchers out there he's like yeah i was born in california and i used to live between san francisco and oakland <laughs> but he lived uh...
0: on the golden gate bridge
1: no, not on the Golden Gate Bridge. It was like smack dab in the middle, you know, like with a Pittsburgh, California type of shit, you know, where it's, yeah, it was it was very interesting. I don't remember much of it because I was only a child and I moved out of there when I was like three to Washington State. But uh, huh. other than that, though, it's like I'm just interested in seeing what happens next. Major League Baseball has stated the Oakland A's need a capable stadium that's going to fit their competitive needs and the city of Oakland I don't believe is going to even remotely try to give a shit about keeping them there so it is what it is I'm gonna be gonna be keeping my eyes on it but uh, other than that though it really hasn't been that bad of a week so how about you Tyler
0: doing all right you know I got my second shot last Sunday so uh, felt pretty good Sunday for the most part had a sore arm Monday, like the last shot I got, I did. I was, I felt totally fine afterwards. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah, this uh, Monday got kicked my ass pretty good. Um, you know, just no low energy, kind of feel a little feverish, but, um, Tuesday woke up, felt fine, but other you know, than that doing okay. You know, it is, uh, Saturday night is recording this. I, uh, I had a couple of vacation days. I had to use up before June 1st or I lost them. So kind of worked out perfectly with, uh, um, uh, uh, mass effect weekend being this weekend. I had, I got, friday off and then i got um i got so i had yesterday off now i have monday off so i got a nice little four-day weekend there which has been pretty has been pretty nice been kind of lounge around being a little lazy, um playing a lot of mass effect uh <laughs> you and i were talking about for quite a while before the show usually we don't talk about stuff we're going to talk about on the show we don't like going to details too much about stuff uh, for the show but we just cannot uh, help ourselves this time around that's um, just how
1: good mass effect is
0: yeah spoiler it's, it's still good um which we'll we'll get we'll jump into some more details later. But uh yeah, it's been pretty good, you know. It's uh it was you know, it's been pretty beautiful out. It's starting to really feel like uh really starting to feel like spring is there. You know, it's, it's getting hot. It's, I mean, it got pretty hot today, but I know it's everybody's favorite uh topic on a podcast is weather. But it's just nice having the been having the windows open the last few days and yeah, all that. I'll say one thing though, really upset me, really grind my gears was uh I got really excited. Uh, when it when uh, it preloaded Mass Effect because I got it digitally I think on Wednesday, right? And uh, um, I'm like oh I went and looked at the the I preloaded it I went to click, look I looked to show me the timer uh, when it's gonna like when you can play it and I was like oh okay that's different because usually it's 11 p.m. here because yeah. it's always midnight Eastern so 11 Central Time uh, and I'm like okay this one says 10 p.m. Oh that's awesome like I'm off Friday. Thursday night, 10 p.m. It's gonna pop up. I can play it, and I was basically like, all night. That's I got off work kind of early up for up for me uh, on Thursday, and uh, I'm like, all I mean, my whole my whole evening was like, I'm just killing time until Mass Effect. You know, it's like Christmas Eve. You know, you just you don't really you don't really there's you, you can't do anything because tomorrow's Christmas. It's like, I don't want to do anything. I don't, I just want to fucking. I, I'm all I'm trying to do is kill time until I can open my presents, and you know, it's like the same thing. But I just want to to be able to boot up fucking mass effect so it was like 952 953 whatever i pull up ps5 started look at the countdown playing on my phone whatever just, just probably scrolling through tiktok and uh just waiting to fucking uh play this game i watch it and, like it's down 10 9 8 all the way down to one and i'm like all right here we go playing some fucking mass effect back up to an hour i'm like <laughs> Are you titty fucking me right now? <laughs> I I no. I'm like, what the fuck? So uh, the game didn't actually up uh, uh, unlock until eleven, but it told me ten. And it was very upsetting. I was so mad I went to bed. I just went to bed. I'm like fuck this, I'm going to bed. I don't even know I don't even want to wait for it now. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, like, I could have done shit. I could have watched a movie. I could have fucking I mean, I don't know. It's it's like I wasn't mean, like I would've done anything important. I wasn't gonna fucking cure cancer or anything, but it's was just like I like I specifically wasn't like the last like Hour or so, I'm just like, I don't really want to start anything because I don't because I'm not gonna be able to finish it. So I was like, you know, I don't want to start a movie or whatever it's movies I want to watch. But I was like, oh no, I'm gonna like, fuck, could have wasted my last my evening waiting for Mass Effect. But yeah, first world problems, I know. But um, no, I'm I'm doing pretty good though. Otherwise, uh, just gonna enjoy this. Uh, got still got a couple days left in this uh, long weekend. I'm gonna probably cry like a baby though. uh two days from now at this exact time. Uh, when I go to bed, I uh, don't have to go back to work, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, oh, I do want a couple things here off the top. Uh, obviously, uh, if you, uh, no, I guess not obviously, but if you are just joining us for the first time or just found us again or whatever, blah, blah, blah um, we have been on account uh, for a long, we've had this feed for eight years. Uh, begin at the end of April, it got shut down. Do due some, some, because of Katy Perry. And, our feet we lost our feed lost our channels uh the only thing that's not affected is our our youtube cha- youtube and twitch channel so we started up new feeds new channels starting all over again um all that uh we are growing we're now on spotify and google podcasts i just want to point that out uh we are not as of yet on apple Podcasts. i'm not really sure what's going on with that i'm trying to figure it out but i'm not like i said i, I haven't set the shit up since like 2013 so um it's been a while, of me trying to remember how I do all this shit. Um, so yeah, I'm working on that. But as of right now, we're on Google Podcasts and Spotify. So you can, if you, if you are not, if you want to listen, rather listen to an audio, we're pretty much in most things. But Apple Podcasts, which sucks, because Apple Podcasts is obviously the biggest thing for uh, people. Uh, we're like eighty-something percent of podcasts are listened to. Um, but like I said, we are on Twitch every Saturday night. We record on Twitch. We don't have like a set time, but it's usually. Um, around somewhere between like seven 30 and nine o'clock uh, pacific time where we go live uh but the the vi- the video version but if you want to watch us a video we're also on youtube youtube uh just go to look up drunk nerds and you'll find us uh i post those immediately after the show's done i just move the twitch uh recording over to youtube and it usually goes up middle of the night uh saturday night sunday morning um but then the next day usually sunday night monday the audio version will go up as well. So uh, yeah, just uh, working on that. Bear with us. Um, thank you guys. If you found us or if you're new or if you're a regular listener, uh, I know 99.9% of our listeners were audio. like um, said, We're starting over again, but we're trying to, uh, we're doing the best we can with the situation we, we, we had dealt with. Um, but Gables, I want to jump into some news here. Not a lot going on this week. Uh, it's been kind of a, a light week, but there's been one, I think, Pretty interesting news topic this week, Gables. And I think this is something that really will pique your interest. Okay. Yeah, or probably already has piqued your interest. And this is about Donkey Kong. Um, mm-hmm. So, if people don't know, there was a Donkey Kong rumor. Uh, and Nintendo rumors are always, I feel like, the the most iffy uh, because even if it comes from a pretty good source, because there's a pretty good Nintendo source out there, a lot of times uh, it's not always it. Like, remember there was that big. Uh, there's that Star Fox uh, F Zero crossover game oh, that yeah. was supposed. to Remember that that leak came out like in, it was thing. like around this time. I think I think it was e, like May 2018. It's like oh, there's that F Zero Star Fox crossover game that's gonna be shown off at of E3. Turns out the game has exi- existed, uh, but that game got canceled. Uh, we found out like a, a year later that game got canceled, but it was never actually gonna be E3. But yeah. Um, but that was, uh, it's like one big example, but it's always like problem is there's so many Nintendo rumors out there that it's hard to find them. Like every, every it time really there's a direct, is. every time there's a direct, they, it leaks every single time beforehand, but there's so many fake direct leaks that we don't believe it. But then afterwards we always find like someone posted the fucking, the day before or the week before or whatever, uh, the shit leaks. But then there's so many fake ones. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, um, what's the saying like uh, the girl, the boy who cried wolf or whatever kind of thing, um, but this one here is uh, I can't I don't remember who it came from highly respected Dunk Kong fan site DK Vine uh, chimed in a report as the following uh, Okay, I'll get to that later. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out. Oh, a lonely Goomba, Goomba who is a pretty good source for Nintendo news. Um, he he mentioned that uh, that the Mario Odyssey team uh, that made the awesome Super Mario Odyssey game for the switch in 2017 is working on a, a Donkey Kong game. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be called. We, there's been some conflicting rumors from people that it's going to be 2d or it's 3d or it's two and a half D. We don't really know about that, um, but it, it probably won't be called Donkey Kong country because this, uh, I can't, I, don't, I can't, I'll, I'll try to find the name of the team, but um, they uh, don't like working on like titles. That's not That there aren't theirs. So will probably Donkey Kong something, but it won't be probably won't be country. But um, there there's a rumor that they're working on it that it's going to be uh, coming. The good chance will be at E3. I'm just going to you know, I'm just gonna read this article. This is from Nintendo Life. Uh, Donkey Kong is one of Nintendo's oldest video game characters, and while the series has been has seen uh, seen some massive releases over the years, Donkey Kong Country, DK64 being the two notable examples. Which, uh, that DK64 probably shouldn't be in that but whatever. Uh the franchise remained pretty dormant since Tropical Freeze, which made its Wii U uh, made its debut Wii U 2014 but was ported to Switch 2018. However, there are rumors that, that Nintendo is looking to re- resurrect the series by bringing in house uh, by bringing it bringing it in-house with development currently underway at Nintendo EPD, which originally was made by I just space the name, the Metroid Prime people. Um Retro. Yeah. Uh, they were they videos. made yeah, they made the last two Donkey Kong countries. Um, but uh, Nintendo EPD is the team that made Mario Odyssey, and that's apparently who's working on them. YouTuber Lonely Goomba, who has mentioned that the, that the rumor in the passing on social media, and other sources have also discussed it, but Nintendo Life can confirm that has heard the same rumor from an independent and very trusted source, which would uh, appear to lend its report some degree of legitimacy. However, our source claims that the game will be in 2D, um, and not 3d while well, other people are saying it's in 3d Zippo is the first, first person that, that leaked it. Um, this has come from him. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the big apes 40th anniversary, which that's crazy. I think that's yeah. a lot of anniversaries this, this year. Uh, there are. we got, we got a bunch of 35s and a 40, um, uh, it's the big apes 40th anniversary and while i'm not sure how nintendo is celebrating the occasion there is a, Nite- a new uh, 2d DK, uh, dk game being developed by epd uh, tokyo retro is obviously busy with other things so nintendo has taken it upon themselves to bring back dk which uh, uh back in, in an eternal ser- series uh, don't expect the country moniker to, be, to return as epd tokyo are not interested in making sequels to games that didn't make uh diddy and cranky um and the kremlin crew should all be returning in this the it sounds like this game is launching before the end of the year. Um, an E3 announcement seems very likely. Um, so, let's just see if there's anything of interest. Oh, so, um, the which also was kind of interesting about this, uh, EPD Tokyo uh, made Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Okay. Uh, they worked on Donkey Kong uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat and Mario vs. Donkey Kong. So, not their first foray into Donkey Kong games but kind of an interesting change from um, this uh, the Mario Odyssey team. I I think we all assume they just weren't right to work on it. The next Mario, maybe Mario Odyssey two. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, like I said, it's it's always hard to judge what, um, what, Nintendo rumors because there's always, I feel like there's so many that come out and half the, most of the time they don't come true or there's some bits of truth in there. But I think mean, what what's your thoughts on on hearing uh this news and. I mean, A, how are you feeling on it from, like, uh, where are you leaning, yes, yay or nay, on it being true? And what's your thoughts on, if it is true, how would you feel about uh, about this rumor being true?
1: All right, so when I first heard about this Donkey Kong news, I kind of looked at it as a sense of, yeah, I understand where it's coming from. It's the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong. Apparently, there's going to be something along the lines of going to be celebrating this landmark considering that Nintendo has, like you touched on before, had a couple of different landmark years for key franchises, Pokemon and Legend of Zelda, and Metroid actually have come to mind. But uh, for Donkey Kong, having these dual conflicting things kind of brings me some doubt that there is something big coming inside the Donkey Kong series in of itself, but... At the same point, I feel like if we're gonna get another Donkey Kong game, that it's gonna be something on the lines of the two D foray because we've mm-hmm. had the last couple outings to where it's been Donkey Kong Country Returns, then Tropical Freeze. Hell, I would love it if like we got like another like traditional like two D style like uh, Donkey Kong Country game or ish type of game. But in general, do I believe that the rumors of a 3D Donkey Kong game is going to be coming out made by the same makers that did Odyssey I don't firmly believe that but at the same point I mean I would be if the rumors turn out to be true I would be heavily excited upon that because there are a couple of things that I'm keeping in mind one Nintendo has done some redesigns from some characters from the Donkey Kong Country series over the past couple of years diddy kong is one i know cranky has been another even though they were tied with like say tropical freeze when that released in the on the wii u and stuff and most recently the re-release on switch these characters have like updated designs and stuff they can be heavily marketable if they are pushed right in terms of like uh, a main like media push and you know how nintendo currently is still trying to push a lot of their ips inside of like the uh almost at the Hollywood foray and stuff, like, say, for places like Netflix, I say, like, making movies, like, with Sony Picture Entertainment and stuff, with Mario and this and that, you know, it's definitely within the realm of possibility to make Donkey Kong a bit larger in regards of scope, recognition, and scale as, say, like, a Mario or a Pokemon or some of that sort. But, uh... Yeah, I don't feel like this game is gonna happen, but... Like I said before, if this rumor is true, then this is going to be a fairly interesting reveal this coming June. That's what I would feel. If we are going to hear about it, if we're going to see anything, it's going to be during E3 week.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm leaning towards it being true. on because, Like I so said, we hear a lot of Nintendo rumors, but it's very rare that like when these rumors do come out, like you'll see Nintendo Live. Or Nintendo, everything you'll see some of these sites. Yeah, they'll mention it in articles, not necessarily backing it, but they'll say, "Hey, this rumors." Oh, sorry, excuse me. Very burpy IPAs again. Uh, but you, they'll they'll mention that, hey, these rumors are out there, but they're not because they're not necessarily backing them. We're just saying, "Hey, this is a rumor." But we're seeing IGN back this. We're seeing like the like not saying like the be all end all that means 100 percent truth, but like typically we don't see the bigger sites like Gamespot and all these jump on these rumors. Right. Like, so I mean that makes me wonder like I, I'm buying this a little bit more because like I, I follow Nintendo everything and Nintendo Life on Twitter you know just because I because uh, they cover a lot of shit that like you know the bigger sites don't cover obviously for Nintendo stuff and I like seeing that but um, like I said you know this being covered by you know this is a pretty big story and you know it's the fact that other people are jumping on it and mentioning it not necessarily backing it but they're mentioning it. Uh, that gives me a little more, a little more credence that it could be true. I'm hoping though it is the the, the 2D style, because uh, we've seen DK64 and it just seems like that style of Donkey Kong. Like I mean, not to say that like they couldn't do it. We've seen Mario go from 2D to 3D. Obviously that fucking worked, and you can argue that 3D is more important than 2D, uh, in some in some in some ways. And we've seen that issue with with them. I mean, I guess that that's true with the Super Mario. Uh, you deluxe or whatever is well, right. super duper one. At the same point,
1: you know, I would did I would also point out that Mario Odyssey did have some good like two D, three D moments inside of that yeah. game in and of itself. And if it's like the same developer that's producing this supposed Donkey Kong game, then that would even make more credence of it being like a better foray inside of that, yeah. instead of what Rareware did back in the day with Donkey Kong sixty four, with the three D elements of it being kind of kind of wonky in certain places i mean the camera didn't really pan inside of the directions that you would have thought it was yeah. the game was good overall i thought but at the same time what held it down mostly was the force of collecting a whole bunch of unnecessary collectibles in this game it's notorious for being one of the worst collectathons inside of gaming history but the camera angles some bits of the level design can be a little bit like uh be like a little bit boring in some retrospects but at the same point it's like where we're making that game and making it like the 3d this is like obviously donkey kong's first outing in 3d back then but it would add more credence of the game actually being sort of better in that retrospect if it's made by the same people as with mario odyssey to where they could easily explore the terrains of Oh, okay. If it's like a 3D platformer style, then we could just have an elaborate like uh, jungle japes level or something like that, where you get to explore certain aspects of it. Or if it's like, like one of the specific pieces of like, say, the DK Isle or something, where it's like you have the main jungle and then you go up the Donkey Kong Mountain, quintessentially, up until you get to the certain points where you have your snow levels or this or that, where it's like explorable, this and that. You know, it's it's definitely possible to adapt it in a way, but me just trying to picture it as, say, sort of like a Mario Odyssey S type of game, I pff, God, I I really having a hard time kind of seeing it, but yet yeah, I would be excited if that was the case. Yeah,
0: I mean and, and Nintendo's great at that, like, shit we don't think is even, we couldn't even think of, or things we don't think like, that doesn't seem like, how's that gonna work? And they fucking pull it off, you know? We would've thought a game built around a fucking cap would be awesome and yeah Odyssey was so that's a good point. I mean, look at DK sixty four. Was it's very hit or miss. As people either, you know, it's, people love it because it's. But I think a lot of people love it because it's Donkey Kong, not so much because it's it's actually a really great game. And but it's also early days of, of three D gaming, and there's a lot of garbage out there. Oh yeah, the um, bunch
1: of, the three D platformers.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just the. There's a whole generation loss of shitty three D platformers uh, back then, um, but. uh yeah i don't know i mean i guess like if you're anybody pulled off it could be them to do it i i just look at like i'm not a big 2d gamer guy you know it's been especially like the 2d games like i'm not a you know, bit like i've never been a big 2d mario guy or anything like that um like i enjoyed them i, I recognize they're really great games but they've never been my thing but i loved tropical freeze like playing i played that I remember getting that on switch when it came out and just plowing right through that I beat the game in like a week or maybe less and just really enjoying it, and so it's like I would like to have another one of those, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it's mixed feelings, you know. Where it's just like it's kind of like the Naughty Dog news, where it's like, oh, the fuck, they're working on Naughty Dog remake, that kind of s- remaster, that kind of sucks. It's like I want them to work on the next big thing, you know. It's just like I'm not saying Donkey Kong's the less thing, but it's like I was in my head, I'm like, I'm hoping they're working on the next Mario Odyssey two or whatever, and it's like, oh man, I'd rather like I rather rare was making or not rare uh, retro was making Don Kong, but obviously they make a retro. I don't know. I just, I have a lot of different feelings about it. I just hope, hope it was just good. You know, I was, I was hoping we were getting, I mean, I meant we were getting like a, the next 3d Mario soon. I'm uh, not saying that's not possible, but I guess it's like who the fuck's making it. What's going on with 3d Marios. Um, I don't know. I i am all over the place on this one. I really don't know how I feel about it, but I'm not the biggest Donkey Kong guy. kind of like my biggest, but the, like I mentioned earlier, these guys made the, the Donkey Kong games and jungle beat, before Drop up Freeze those are the only games I liked from Donkey Kong really really yeah with the Donkey Kong and the Jungle Bee I fucking was the king of Donkey Kong and Jungle <laughs> Beat. love that shit beat that shit all the time love those games I, I hope it what if it's just Donkey Kong 3 that'd be amazing let's just do that instead I would be fully on board for a Donkey Kong or what if it's like bring a the more
1: evolved bar. form of Diddy Kong Racing
0: you shut your fucking mouth kids <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't bring that voodoo into this don't don't you're gonna you're gonna fuck. They're, now that game didn't that game didn't exist until you said something, and now they're like scrap everything, guys. They just we went gotta back make...
1: Donkey Kong Pilot and they just went through and just took that idea and just put it in something else.
0: Yeah, it's like you know what? Scrap this game we've been working on the last four years. we we got six months to to make and build a Diddy Kong Racing game because Gables made it happen because he said the words, and now <laughs> it's a thing. You son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we're getting. It's get, We're getting closer to E3. I mean, we don't really know the details of E3 and what's going on, but, uh, we're going to hear a lot of bullet. I mean, every, every year we hear a lot of rumors and bullshit and a lot of it's, some of it's true. Some of it's not, but uh, speaking of E3 Gables, um, this is actually happened last week. We just didn't get to it, but, uh, uh, some more, some more, uh, studios are now involved, uh, with, um, E3. Sorry. I had to break for it there. Um, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai, uh, Bandai Namco are, are now signing on to do E3. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have their own events. I know Square Enix is planning on having, uh, uh, whatever that. What was that? Square Enix presents or whatever it was. Oh, they yeah. said that they said they're going to do one. They had one a few months ago, and they said they're going to have one this summer. Uh, so no no confirmation that they're going to have that direct or whatever. I can't remember what's called, but um, no confirmation that they're going to be that they're going to have their own event could very well just like they're going to have a game at somebody else's press conference. Just like I imagine, uh, well, Banker Namco is supposed to be having, uh, there was that, I think they're going to start doing their own fucking direct style thing. here soon. Sega is probably just going to have something there. Um, but yeah, we have more studios involved. Um, also, uh, yeah. So screening Sega, got Namco, could be there. XC games, gearbox entertainment is going to be there. Um, and then, oh, Konami said that they're now pulling out of E3. So originally, they were one of the, in the original press release. They were one of the studios that said they were going to be there. Now they're no longer going to be there. Um, they had a, a, a headline come out saying basically what they had is not going to be ready. Um, uh, so, okay. yeah, I mean that kind of sucks because the, the the rumors that uh, the, the rumors have been for a while that's going to be Silent Hill, um, and there's been more and more rumors and. I uh, remember the, the composer that uh, of the original Silent Hill games. Um, he was doing an interview about before the medium came out because he did the music for the medium. He did a thing about he thinks uh, his next project he's working on will be announced this summer, and it's the one you're hoping for. So everybody's like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's going to be <laughs> fucking um, – it's Silent Hill. It's happening. So And there's been those rumors about uh, PlayStation and them working together, so – I don't know. I mean, it's just it's exciting to hear more stuff about what's going on. We're gonna have more people at E3, you know. And now, as of right now, we have Nintendo, X, uh, um, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take Two, Warner Brothers, um, and Koch Media uh, are gonna be there. Um, we don't have the only thing we have right now is we have the Ubisoft forward on June 12th, and no other news as far as like press conferences. How this is this gonna work? Um, and I mean, I mean. Without like, I want to say, do a prediction thing in a week or two, okay. but I mean, I mean, what's what's your, what's your what's your level at like on a one through ten scale of like hype or excitement for this E3 going into it?
1: All right, so this E3, I actually have an expectation. I have actually a rank of like seven out of ten because I'm fairly excited to see what's going to go on because there is quite a bit of buzz going inside this E3 post-pandemic stuff what's Sony gonna go through and show us? What's Nintendo gonna do to show through and then like see what they have for the rest of this year. This well, not just the rest of this year, but until the next fiscal year. And also what's Microsoft gonna be going through and showcasing for us like if anything at all for the rest of the year, other than like Halo Infinite, you know? It's definitely a big ol' excitement. I know I'm excited personally to see if sega and atlas are going to be going through and potentially getting a whole bunch of port jobs done for specific games maybe inside the persona series or like the Semigami tensai game series in general because like i think it was like either a year ago or some odd like persona 4 golden made its way onto steam and yeah. i i bought that like fucking day one because i want to support that game because that is a fantastic game. It's a 100-hour plus RPG. It can be daunting for those that are not familiar with that type of style, but once you get into the story, once you get into the gameplay, it's fantastic, but overall I'm going into the excitement of like a 7 out of 10 personally.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm kind of about that same level because it's kind of the thing I've been seeing from a lot of um like journalists and stuff like that who normally like have some pretty good and pretty are pretty credible about Leaks or conf, you know, conf, con- confirming um, news, or just talking about stuff, or setting expectations. Like they're usually pretty good about about this. Um, a lot of them are saying is like they're really trying to keep expectations set at a decent like. Right, don't go like this will probably be. I mean, it's it's E three even like I remember twenty nineteen we talked about a lot about where it's like I think a lot of us kind of came away from E three where it was like that was okay. Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't a great one. There wasn't that big, Holy shit moment. There was, uh, you know, there wasn't that big thing. It was a lot of more, we seeing stuff that we've already seen before. Some smaller announcements, like super early in development stuff. Um, and it was just kind of a mediocre three. And it sounds like from a lot of people is like, keep your expectations in check because, uh, people, I mean, you know, we thought we, we always hear about, you know, we, everybody knows about COVID. We're all tired of talking about COVID. Yeah. We're all tired of hearing about COVID. We're all tired of dealing with COVID more importantly um but when people when we talk when, when, like we forget like for a lot of us a lot of normal, normal people a lot of other people it's like uh not no i shouldn't say normal people that like work nine to five there we're just outsiders looking in the gaming world and just in general in the entertainment world stuff like that where it's like we know how affected we are with 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 covid but it's like people don't like you know like for them like they had to keep working but they, had to, they couldn't go like we had to keep going to work every day, normally, whatever we yeah. obviously wore masks. So we didn't saw that those people like all right, work from home, you know, deal with the stress of, of COVID also work from home. Um, we got to totally redo the entire way we do things. Yeah. You know, Cause we're no longer in an office together. What the fuck is a zoom? What that was zoom. What's discord. <laughs> I don't know what that is. All that. Um, and like a lot of people are saying, a lot of insiders and journalists and stuff are saying, it's like, um, you know, like, they people don't understand how badly affected um they were by covid uh yeah. for just you know continuing to progress and make things and how they still are you look at japan who is right now setting record numbers for covid cases every day right now like they are worse now than what they were a year ago or 6 months ago huh. india same thing like they're spiking more than uh, than what they were they're not like how bad we were in our our top per capita they're as bad as we were you know six months ago four months ago you know uh wow. you know as worst you know like the united states and canada and north america and some other countries like uk and stuff like they're coming out of it we're you know we're reopening that we just got the cdc just said that we can vaccinate people can now go outside without wearing a mask um you know we're starting to see things reopen up now i'm starting to see like Contra tickets going on sale. People are announcing yeah. tours and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's exciting. We're, we're going, we're getting out of it, but it's also scary when you look at like these countries were like six months ago, a year ago, were like fr- a fraction of what we were getting. You know, like we were looking at them like as we're having 60,000 new cases a day and they're having a few thousand. It's like, or less than a, 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 a hundreds a day. And it's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, they're, why are they like, they're like barely affected by this and we're, you know, being devastated by this daily. And now it's like kind of like everything's switching for them in a way for us where it's like we're coming out of it. Obviously it's still a big deal, COVID's not going away, all that blah blah blah. Right. But like it's just it's it's stunning. It's like so like you gotta see that. Like it, you know, for like as it's it's you got people gotta think though, you know, we're just we're coming out of this right now. As it doesn't they're not doesn't mean they they've gone back to like a lot places are still working from home. You know, they haven't gone back. Some places are just now going back to working, you know, in the office. So, it's like they've been working from home. And so, it's like we got to remember, like, I mean, it sucks. You know, we don't want to think about that. It's not like the movie industry where they just put a movie on ice for a year. Like, Fast and Furious 9 was supposed to come out last April. And now it's coming out at the end of June. Black Widow was supposed to come out uh, last, I think, March. And it's coming out in July, I think. Yeah. you know it's not like the, the movie like the video game industry is definitely different where it's like as soon as that shit's done put on a disc it's gotta go out now we gotta ship that shit you know it's not the movie industry where they can film something they they, they filmed the next year's Christmas movie last September and it just sits on a, ice for a year plus you know it's it's totally different you know so they said it's more about just keeping expectations in check it's like I'm gonna do my best you know it's like it's incredibly exciting because E3 is my favorite time of the year for the most part for video games, you know, either extra life in this or like my two most looked forward to things every year for video games. Um, so it's, it's we definitely want to keep things checking. And I feel like people are still going to want to bring their a game and try to do the best they can, but I'm also going to go into it. Like I won't I mean if we do get some cool announcements, it's that shit's probably gonna be a long ways off or it's going to be, you know, we might see a lot of more CG trailers than where you, you what even what we're used to seeing from E threes. But I don't know. I'm just excited that E3 is back. You know, it's like we've been talking about the last year plus now about do we need E three? It's like, I've always come from the standpoint is like, I don't care if e, if E three is a thing, but I I like E three for what it is, and it's like, it doesn't have to be called E three. But if like, if all the if everybody can come together and is like, all right, this fucking week we're gonna fucking all come together and we're gonna just do press conferences and do our own, you know, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I'm I'm kind of with you though. I'm like a like a seven do my best to keep it in check but uh it's hard because t3 it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year Gables, mm. they wrote songs about it. it's literally a song it's the most wonderful time of the year i, I mean they, what else would they be singing about not christmas <laughs> e3 uh but speaking of you know press conferences and all that uh ea did announce that ea play will be coming on will, will be happening but on july 22nd uh so they are not going to be you know usually they they In previous years, they haven't been a part of E3 for a while, but they've always been. When E3 was still in person, they would be across the street or down the street or a little while, a little bit away. They still have an EA press conference or EA play, but then they'd have like like a whole thing set up. Even last June, they did an EA play around the E3 time, but now that's not happening. They're going to do their own thing in July. Um, It sounds like this is kind of like the news we've been hearing is um, like I think Bandai Namco is going to have their own event sometime this summer as well they announced but we don't know for a fact if it's going to be with E3 or not and that's kind of what people are thinking Elden Ring will show up there um, which those are, that's like Elden Ring is like the Voldemort of fucking internet where it's like you don't say the name Voldemort out loud uh, Elden Ring <laughs> is not something you say on the internet because it becomes a shit show whenever you mention it but um, yeah there's a lot of hype because uh, with with that but I imagine that will be there but I don't know I mean it's just seems like a Whatever time EA, we EA play like is usually like the most, bleh fucking EA E3 press conference. I'm kind of happy that's not a thing. Uh, E3 because right, we always right. do every year we, we for you know for years we would do uh, press we do an episode for each fucking press conference and every year with E3 our uh, EA would happen and we would like it'd just be like 15 months Well, they fucking talk about Madden they talk about FIFA there's a uh, some updates on some fucking games they got going on we got some uh, developer commentary on a game announced four years ago. And it's like, even like the EA play last year we had, where it was like, we're showing you Dragon Age for the third fucking time, but we still have gameplay. <laughs> oh, we're, You know, we're, no, showing, we're showing you some f-
1: art. conceptual art.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. But it's conceptual art. Or it's like, here's some like just some generic fucking motion graphics stuff we made, but there's no art. It's just, it's just a model moving around or here's some battlefield six stuff going on. But they did, we do have, we do know for a fact that j- early June, Uh, EA did confirm that early June we'll be having uh, Battlefield 6 will be uh, revealed they want to get it out there before E3 and the big blow off will be at EA Play in July for that Um, but I don't know I mean it's EA Play I don't really expect much I think the biggest thing we had ever from EA Play was Skate 4 was announced but I mean it was just like literally it was like hey guys we're making it we don't have we haven't hired anybody besides like three people we gotta make a whole studio but we're making it so I don't know, Gables. What's, what's your thoughts on EA play?
1: Um, honestly, not too high upon the expectations because they really don't, they really don't like keep a lot of people's interest because they talk about the same things. And like you were just stating, Skate Four was the biggest announcement that they had, and it wasn't even exactly for gameplay or whatsoever. It was just the, just the thing that they just, had, just like the spur in the moment, like the last minute, it's like yeah, we are currently in the process of making Skate Four, and it's like you could even tell even the interview with the person that's like the lead maker itself. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, called in and stuff like that. We're going to be making skate Four, and this is going to be this and that. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. Who, who fuck knows? Like, yeah, it's like, it's, we bitch, about the same, like we always get our hopes up because there's like, they have some, so many cool IPs that we love. Right. So It's like, you know, but it's like, it's always so disappointing where it's every year. They just keep showing us the same shit. It's like, why stop doing this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to have some hope for it, but it's like <clears throat> the biggest issue with them is like, yeah, we get so many dev diaries from them. Uh, they announced shit way too early. Yeah. Um, they like, I mean, how many years in a row did we see star Wars battlefield before the first one came out or battlefront? I'm sorry. Um, we saw mass effect Andromeda like three years in a row. Yeah. Um, I mean, on and on, like I said, Dragon Age uh, four was revealed in 2018. Yep. And we've literally had we had twenty eighteen Game Awards. We had twenty twenty EA play uh where there was nothing shown. And then twenty twenty they announced hey you're gonna Dragon Age is gonna be at twenty twenty at the twenty twenty Game Awards and it was literally just a teaser trailer. Like you guys have been like you tease this you can't do a teaser trailer two years later. You can't. You get one teaser trailer. You get to <laughs> tease us one time and that's it. That's it. You, that's it. We, that, that's all you get. You get one teaser trailer. Whether you are a movie, a TV show, a video game, what the fuck ever. You one teaser. That's it. You don't get to do it. And on top of that, two fucking years later, you don't get to do it again. Fuck. So I, I'm curious what's going to happen with Dragon Age 4. Because if there's not going to be any gameplay, I, I don't even give a fuck about Dragon Age 4. I really, truly don't. <laughs> um, but if there's, if there's no gameplay at this fucking thing, I will blow a fucking gasket. <laughs> I don't know why. about something I don't give a fuck about. I will lose my goddamn mind. It's either don't talk about it, which actually would be infuriating as well. It's like, why do you keep, why do you, why'd you mention it? If you're not even going to keep, you're just going to keep ignoring it. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know why I got really upset there, but I did. (laughs) 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 But we got (laughs) to, let's move on. Um, Speaking of EA, uh, this is the thing that was announced at the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, a couple months ago, which was like the worst video game trailer I've ever seen. Like, I was audibly angry while watching it. That's how bad the trailer was. But then they showed off a showed it off again. I think it was at a state of play. Yeah, like a couple weeks later, and it, like they just focused on the game. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. This actually looks pretty cool. So, uh, Knockout City, which is that dodge they call it dodge Brawl. but it's basically like a multiplayer dodgeball game where you can do three v three or four v four. It's it's a twenty dollar game. It's it's coming to everything: Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Origins. Uh, Epic Game Store on on May 21st. Uh, like I said, it's gonna be 20 bucks. Uh, fun fact, though, this is something. It's, it's it's gonna be coming to EA Play day on date. So if if you own a uh, if you don't, if you are a subscriber or whatever to EA Play, it'll be coming on there day one as well. But um, and so therefore, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can get that means you have EA Play, it means you can play it on there as well. Right. But a really cool thing, I like what they're doing on this one. I normally we don't mention this, but I like this idea a lot. Is that Knockout City? For the first ten days, it's on market from on May twenty first. Will be free to play for anybody. There, there's no catch. There's no bullshit microtransaction stuff. You playing? There's no level caps or whatever. I don't know how it works, but um, they, uh, they said the first ten days the game's gonna be out. It's gonna be fully open to everybody, and then at the end of So on May thirty first, uh, so on June first, um, the game will be closed off, and then you can either pay for it or have Xbox or get EA Play or Game Pass. I love this idea, um, right? It's something we talk about. This it's such a hard part. We talk about this. Like, I remember, EA they did that last year at EA Play. They they shut off Rocket Arena, which remember the time that game came out. and It's like thirty dollars, and then we remember like everybody looking at that game doesn't look very fun at all. It looks like it's like Overwatch graphics, but it's it's a fucking uh, Quake uh, knockoff, is what it is. You know, it's just the Rocket game and Quake, and it's like this. It's like we see so many games like this all the time. That's like I I, I don't understand it, or it's like we talk about these smaller games, somewhat like just even we see even bigger game studios do this where it's like, we just try to get into the space that's popular. It's like, why are you getting into this? Especially online where it's like you, you need other players. It's like, how many of these actually succeed? And this is, not even like, like the PS4 generation era. This was like 360 generation where it's like, yeah, it's, there was all, remember all of these fucking online only games would come out like for like 10, 15 bucks. And, no one gave it like they'd be popular for a couple of weeks and they fall off or nobody gave a shit. I remember rock arena came out last year and literally within days, and I mean days, it wasn't even a full week on the market. That thing was slashed in like $10. Like that's yep. how they were just, no one bought it. No one gave a fuck. I'm not trying to speak. I'm not trying to talk shit about the game. I'm not trying to speak ill of the game. I haven't played it. I don't know if people liked it or not. I just, no one played it. No one gave a shit. It's like every time we see these games all the time, we see it like, every fucking week, there's like 10 of these games that come out and nobody cares. It's like, why do you make them? If, if big studios fucking flop, Anthem, Bioware flops with Anthem. It's like, how the? why do you think, I mean, obviously there's cases where like Fortnite blew up, Rocket, Rocket League blew up. It it happens, shit happens and they blow up. But it's like, how, there's like a one in a thousand chances it's gonna happen. But, this has the push of EA behind it. We've seen it at multiple events now, State of Play, Nintendo Direct. Um, but I like this idea where it's like this game is against the push. They've, they did some betas for like uh, uh, for preview events, stuff like that. And people really seem to like it. Uh, come back, good feedback. And I just love this idea. Like, I'm not sure if who knows if it was going to work. <coughs> it's 20 bucks. It's not super expensive. Um, but I just love this idea of like, Hey, for, I mean, we saw this just a couple months ago with Outriders where like no one gave a fuck about Outriders. It seemed like that game felt like it was going to come out and die. Speaking of, a live service game that like why why are we trying this and then the the the, the demo came out where it's like oh, everything you do carries over um it's two weeks of just playing the game before the game comes out and everybody got finally got a chance to play the game and the the the, the entire feelings that game flipped and it's like that game came mm-hmm. out and there was some I'm not saying it, it's not probably not a 10 million seller it's not it's like i mean it was number three on the mpds last month but right you know, it's like that game came from like it was going to die as soon as it came out. So, like, there's a lot of good buzz coming into it, right, going into its launch. And I feel like, I'm not, I don't know, who knows, like I said, I don't, who knows this is going to work out. Outriders probably, is, it's, it's not, it is not the, um, what's, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's not the, it's, it's not the example. No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm, I've lost it. But it's not, it's not going to be like, it's not going to happen all the time. That's probably a, just a once a blue moon type of thing situation where Outriders was but I like this idea of just like like I said, we see these games come out all the time they just come and go and no one gives a shit about them right. It's like this one feels like it's got a shot this is probably the best way to if this is gonna be free to play has a bad fucking aura around it no one wants to there's so many free to play games out there that are bullshit microtransaction stuff so that'd be tough for this game to do that um, it's only 20 bucks and it's like hey we're gonna come out you can be on game pass and you can play but for ten for, for ten days, everybody's got a shot. You can all play it. If you like it, after ten days you can buy it for twenty bucks. And it's got cross play and all that. So I don't know. I'm not like I said, I don't know if it's gonna be work out. I definitely am gonna check it out. But uh, I mean I have Game Pass, but also I mean I'll check it out anyways. But what's your what's your thoughts, Gables on, on Knockout City doing this?
1: Well, honestly, I think it's the best thing they could have possibly went with because not a lot of people from what I've heard were interested really in the overall game because of the whole Nintendo Direct thing that uh, it was showcased on but at the same time because they're going to go through and get that trial period and stuff before they initially charge their full retail price for it it's going to get a lot of people go through hands on with it, see if it's their game or not and we will more than likely see what's going to happen from there and whether or not if it keeps, like if it's kept around or if it like fails miserably and stuff but I feel like having it free to play or basically a glorified kind of beta in that retrospect, you know, is a good thing. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, this game looks like it could be fun. So, I mean, I think that's what's got me a little more jazz in general. But yeah, I I, I think if this works out, I could definitely see a lot more people doing this. might be the best way. I think this is a totally cool idea. Um, I don't mean, other people might have done it before, but I've never seen a, someone do this. So yeah, we'll see how it works out. Uh, but moving on to uh, that's it for the news. Like I said, it's, it's been kind of a slight. It's been kind of a slow news week. Um, I think it's just going to be more about next couple weeks is going to be building up to E3. Hopefully we get some dates and some times here soon. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm sure usually towards the end of May, the last third of May and beginning of June, it's rumors and leaks. So I'm hoping this time next week we, we start to hear some shit. Um, more importantly, I hope we get some fucking – uh, press conference states and times because uh, daddy's jonesing uh, <laughs> but uh, let's move on to what we've been playing Gables if you don't mind I'm going to go f- first
1: alright no problem go ahead
0: alright so I've been playing a few games um, first up I want to just talk about real fast new Pokemon Snap jump back into that I'm probably my, my game time is around four hours so not a lot of time but a decent chunk I keep going back to it and I really enjoy playing the game but everything else about the game it's the same thing I've been complaining about. Really frustrate me. It's just, I don't understand how the star system works. I don't understand what they're looking for when I take these pictures. Because I take these pictures and I'm like, oh, I line that thing. Up. He's dead center. There's a there's another one in the background. I fucking got it. I got a Magikarp jumping. I got, like, midair. I got another Magikarp in the background. Oh, I got a Magikarp jumping in the air. But there's a Magikarp in the water eating an apple. And, that's gonna, and it's dead center. Fucking perfect. Two star. I'm like, what the fuck do I gotta do? What do I get? And then I get a three star of like Magic Carp doing something completely random that doesn't seem interesting at all. I'm like, what? The? So that that's. I like the game, but the more like I enjoy the parts of the game. But what's frustrating is like the actual playing the game is like the least part of the game itself that you like. You spend less time actually playing the game than you like, while playing the game doing the picture part than you do anything else. Like there's more time talking to people or getting scores for stories and all that. Um, I don't know. It's like, like I said, I like it. I like playing it. I'm going to keep trying to go back to it and play it more. But after like 30 minutes, I was like, all right, like I can't play it more than like 30 minutes. That's so that's kind of where map. But so I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it, but, uh, I got plenty of shit to play right now. We, we touched on in the beginning, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I'm, I'm not, I haven't given up hope yet, but, uh, um another thing i want to jump into so i talked about last week i played resident evil 8 and i was really really enjoying it uh, i was only, I was only f- probably four or five hours into it i can now say i beat it and i fucking love this game it is awesome i i cannot believe this Gables like i've talked about you know if you listen to this for a long time or i even mentioned it last week resident Evil 4 is my favorite game of all time before resident Evil 4 i never never even I barely touched two, never played three. I beat Resident Evil one on PlayStation back in the day, but wasn't like I was a huge fan of it, but I remember beating because I was like, just, it was a game I had when you're a kid, you don't care what the fuck the game is. You just play it. Cause you got it. Exactly. Um, uh, so anyways, um, you know, even like it's, it's funny. Cause like I talked about last week as well. Like I've officially, I've beaten every Resident Evil, every title, every numbered Resident Evil game one through eight. Uh, I beat a couple of side ones too, like revelations, revelations two. Um, but, like, I've never, like, come away from, like, loving them besides four. Uh, especially not six. Uh, but, you know, I was, like, this one fucking hooked me. I, I really fucking love this. Like, I was, every, like, each section was, I really, really enjoyed for the most part. Um, My favorite parts of the game was, like, kind of the Metroidvania of it. Every time you, like, you get this new item or this new skill, you can, and then you go back to the village, which is, like, the main hub of the game. And you can, like do shit you couldn't do before, you know, it's like you would like in like a Metroidvania where, uh, you know, I unlock this thing now. So now I can use this to unlock this, to like open up this whole new area or get these treasures. It's like having like the upgrade systems with, with the weapons and um, be able to buy or buy upgrades or like find treasures and items and combine them together to make even uh, more exp- items that worth more and all that. Like it really hooked me into it. I love the world. I love um, the, the fighting and the combat was really, really good. And this like this like Resident Evil 7 I liked I, I liked it, but I wasn't like you know, I finally beat it last year after a few attempts of you know playing through it and I finally beat it. And it's like oh, I liked that game, but I never like I, I didn't come away from loving it. You know, it's like I remember like Justin loves Resident Evil and I know that, but like I remember that I think that was like his number three game of the year of twenty seventeen behind 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 Breath of Wild and Odyssey. And I know a lot of people like no disrespect to any of those people like a lot of big Resident Evil fans love that game, and I understand why. Like, if I had a, a good decade run of garbage, you know, it's just and like you finally have a, a good game, like you're gonna be more excited about it, you know. If like it's like coming from Metal Gear Solid 4, and you get 5, which is a really great game, but it's not Metal Gear Solid, and then you get Survive, oh, and then you, get, you know, and then if I got another, if I got another great, if I even got like a mediocre Res- Metal Gear Solid game, I'm like, guys, it's it's great, it's really good, you know, like I, that's how I'd be. <coughs> Sorry. But um I yeah I cannot I cannot believe how much I like this game. I I love the combat, I like the bosses, I like the boss fights. Like it is what I want in a survival horror game. It's it's evil within. It's fucking Dead Space. It's it's, it's everything I wanted. You know, it's it's got good combat, but it's got some good scares, but it's not like it's not overly like reliant on scares. It's not an Outlast, it's not you know Resident Evil 7 was you used know, combat, but it wasn't great, but it was more about you know, the horror. is more of a survival horror, like more, more horror than, you know, combat than anything like that. And this one is just like, there's definitely like some scary stuff to it, but it's, it's the combat. is really fun. I love, like I said, I like finding weapons, getting the upgrades for weapons, buying stuff, adding attachments to them. Um, the bot like I of the boss fights are incredible. It's hard to talk about that stuff. Cause I don't want to spoil too much because every, every area is unique. I felt like the last chunk of the game, I did not like that much. Um, the, the like this it's the story of Resident Evil. I don't really care about. I don't really care about the lore. I do find it kind of fascinating to like hear people talk about it that are really into it. But it's like I don't not does mean I like it. It's just kind of interesting what they do with it. But the last chunk of it, it's just kind of I didn't like. I didn't I didn't like the last like probably like hour or so of 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 the story and kind of where it goes. Um, but yeah. I, wow. I I cannot believe that. How much I can't wait, like I was this game is coming out. I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. I think it'll be a good game. I think I'll like it. But come away from I beat it and Sunday night. I beat it in like three sittings. That's all. I just could not stop playing it. Like I said, I was going back every time, finding all the collectibles. And then find all of them. I missed one goddamn file. One fucking file. Pissed me off. Couldn't find it. I don't know where, don't know where I missed it. Don't know what it is. Um like I was maxing out my fucking upgrades. I was trying I could Oh, is that the German taco? I hear the German taco.
1: I don't know why he's barking. I just need to check. For oh,
0: he—he's he, he, adorable. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, cables you know, is gone now, so now the real show begins, guys. Okay, we're gonna have—we're gonna show some nudes. Sorry, no, no, we're not. Uh, but no, I—I I just this—I cannot believe. Like, I'm shocked by how good this game is. And there's like sections where it's you know like I was like satisfying Everything. I, like a good chunk of the game I felt like overpowered as fuck. Because like I said, I was searching for everything. I was finding all the all the items, all the treasures, trying to find everything to like sell or upgrade my sh- my shit. And I had so much fucking ammo. Like I didn't have to worry about like like my biggest pet peeve with the, with the last few games was like how much time of the game. Like I talked about the time with was seven, two, and three, uh, where I beat them all last year. Was like I spent probably a good fifteen percent of the game. Like I had too much shit, like I couldn't carry any more stuff, so I was constantly running back and forth to the safe rooms to put shit in my my right, my, right. my suitcase, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the storage case in the safe room. But it drove me nuts because like I'm like so I'm constantly running back and forth, you know, because I had so much shit. And this game, you don't have to fucking worry about it. like I upgraded my, my my case size for my storage size, but there's no in the safe in the safe rooms. There's no storage thing. There's not really a safe room really uh, in these games. Um, but there's no like storage in the but you don't have to worry about it because you can buy more room if you want to but even like I, there's three of them you can buy and really the second one I was totally fine but I bought the third one anyway but I had more room and you could do the Tetris thing and move them around to fit all like, your your ammo shit but like I said I was swimming in ammo I was swimming in fucking mines and fucking pipe bombs and weapons and all that and, and uh, first first days or whatever and was nowhere near running out of space and but the last chunk there's before the very end I didn't like there's a chunk in between there where I was having a fucking blast where it turns more into like you, it focuses more on like the shooting aspect where the other one like the first it took me like 9 hours and like 22 minutes I think was my final time to beat the game and that was with me doing a lot of side shit um, but like there's like for the most part it's a good balance of like fighting enemies and then like okay the horse stuff or you're being chased by something or you're doing this or you're doing that but you're, all, you're constantly like you're finding more shit. And it's never really about, like, you're constantly running low on ammo for the most part. Because it seems like whenever you, like, there's no punishment for doing side shit. there, right. like, I'm going to go, like, oh, here's that. Here's, like, okay, here's my, my path. Well, I'm going to go over here now. I want to see what's going on there. And there's a wave of enemies you got to fight. But then after you fight, you fight the wave of enemies, there's a bunch of fucking ammo and there's treasure and there's shit like that. So you're constantly, you're never punished, really, for exploring. And, like, it really wants you to explore It's not more of like you know, because usually Resident Evil games are more based on they want you to replay the game more and more, and then as multiple playthroughs go on, then that's when you focus on the side shit. Um, This one, it's like no, you could do everything in one in one go. Um, There's a chunk before the last, the the chunk before the last chunk, is it really turns more into a action bit, Um, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I it was my favorite part of the fucking game. I could not like there's one chunk where you're fighting hordes of enemies. I loved and I never thought I would say that about Resident Evil game because we look at we think about five and six those games are so badly are just like they want to be like Gears of War yeah and they're just but they also want to be a horror game and they're not they're just they're in, in, they're the worst parts of both um in one game and yeah like I, I it's hard like I said it's hard to talk about this game we'll going go into details but it's fantastic I love it and I can't believe how much I love this game. Just all of it. Uh, the, the, the characters, the the way it looks, it's fucking beautiful. The Hardy engine is like the most incredible thing in gaming right now to me. Other than the Fox engine, which is the Metal Gear Solid game, Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, it's probably the best looking engine in games, like on consoles anyways. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful game. I can't. I'm stunned. I, 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 I'm I shocked that I like this game as much as I did. Um, but moving on. Uh, Gables, we talked about the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out. I was off. Uh, I had yesterday, you know, I had yesterday, on uh, Friday off, I had Saturday off. Uh, I'm off, I don't have to go there until Tuesday. Uh, you know, I, I was go, going into it, like, I even really to talk about it on the show, because I just want to keep it to myself, because I was like, maybe I'm in my head about it a little bit too much, where it's like, man, what if Mass Effect just isn't that good? Maybe what if it doesn't hold up, because there's all these games that we love, when they come out, like Resident Evil 4, just talk about. One of my favorite games of all time, I tried replaying it again on 360, like 2010. Does not does not age very well. <laughs> it's not a terrible game. This doesn't age very well. Um and really Mass Effect? Even back in like 2007, when the game came out. Like playing it again a couple of years later, I'm like, oh man, this is does not age very well. It was like a couple of years later, um, and there's still some problems. Like the game is, it's not 2021 good as far as what we're used to in gaming's right. Like the, the especially for, well for combat as far as that goes. um, and not say that this is like top notch gaming today, because the Mass Effect and the Ribbon about the, the game, the, the, the game like two or three are much better. They basically just copy the Gears of War formula. But uh, you know when Mass Effect came out, the original Gears of War just came out the year prior, so we we didn't have that formula where we saw so many people copy that and just do that. Um, but like it, it definitely plays a lot better. There's the we have it, it's kind of like a nice middle. You know, we talked. I was talking about how, like, you know, Resident Evil Five and Six wanted to be, especially Six, wanted to be Gears of War, but also horror. But it was the worst of both. And this remake is definitely it wants to be Mass Effect One, One, which is more RPG focused, but also wanted it's, it's trying to be Gears War like, and it does a good job of doing a good job of both. But it's not it's not great at both. Uh, but I feel like it's definitely much more improved. It looks stunning. Uh, it it definitely has, I can oh, okay, it like a little bit. So it's kind of like when you watch like, you know, like a movie made in like the nineteen nineties, and they put it on DVD or they put it on Blu-ray, and it's like okay, you can still tell this was a game or a movie that was made in nineteen ninety, but it just looks prettier, it looks shinier, and that's kind of how this work. Like I'm playing it four K sixty, and wow, it looks. I mean, definitely it does. I mean, does look like it doesn't look like a fucking uh God of War or like Gears of war 5 or anything like that like it doesn't look that fucking gorgeous but my god it looks really really good for a game that was made in 2007 just remastered, not a remake just remastered to the 2021 um but man like like I said growing, going into it like I was worried about maybe it's not gonna play as well maybe like the story is not as good as maybe I've just blown up so much in my head haven't I've, I beat the game three times before I beat it when it first came out I beat it again when Mass Effect 2 was coming out and I beat it again when Mass Effect 3 was coming out. Um, you know, like I said, I, I was playing through them, like, even, like, then I recognized it in Age of War was wasn't it? that I think the gameplay, but, like, you know, like, and I was worried, like, oh, man, like, that was 10 years ago. I was just was game to play. Like I said, I'm really enjoying it. There's definitely, I, I mean, I gotta be fully up front playing through it again, like, there's some bugs and some issues, and glitches with it. Um, the game, Like I said, the gameplay, it's not gonna be, like, fucking top-notch Gears of War 3 or Gears of War 5 or Outriders or Division 2, like, Call of Duty. It's not going to be that great of gameplay. Um, But, like, I'm definitely coming into it as a fanboy of Mass Effect. But I am having a fucking blast with this game. Like, I am all hooked into it. The best part about Mass Effect is the world and its characters. And that's what's most important about that game is learning the lore of it. Like, it's the most fascinating lore to me in gaming, like, ever. Like, especially, I mean, I come from, like, I'm a big space nerd. I uh, love astronomy like, love, you know, watching videos or reading about astronomy and all that. So, I already on top of that, already got me a little bit. And it's just, like, learning about all these races that, like, they built this from the ground up, you know. This is, like, this wasn't, this isn't based off a book. This isn't based off a movie. This isn't, like, they built this. And it's, like, in, from the get-go, they have, like, this whole world planned out. You can read, like, it's not just, like, they have this world they built. Like, they have lore going back because you know, it takes place in like I think it's like twenty one sixty or twenty one, no, like twenty one ninety or something like that. Um, and they have lore going back all the way to like you know right now, like talking about the progress of like how we got to where we were. Because it's you know you're playing a human in this era. You know, like the humans just finding these alien creatures twenty years ago and like still dealing with that. And like the first thing you did as soon as you fucking found these aliens, you went to war with them and you know you're just getting out of that and i um yeah it's just yeah man it's it's so good i i can't believe how much i'm enjoying it so, sauron is still one of my favorite villains ever in a video game uh i i'm going through i beat you honest know, I, I beat this game three times already it's my fourth time beating it uh but just going through and yeah you know, i'm still doing all the dialogue options doing you know, that because it's the big thing about this game is like you can be the good guy you can be a bad guy you pick there's dialogue trees And just learning the lore and the background of all these characters, like between every mission, going to talk to everybody in your party and all that. It's like, I got to the part where one of your characters can live or die. And I remember my first time I beat this game, he died. So my original playthrough uh, of the Mass Effect trilogy, my, um, one of my characters, he died in the first game and he was gone for the rest, the rest of the game. Uh, So I'd I'd never actually got to experience this whole, the game all the way through, with this character. So I'm excited the fact that this character is alive and for the first time ever, I'm going to be able to play through all three of these games with that character alive. And in the second game I had, I had two characters die. Um, and I'm hoping I'm gonna do my best. I'm hoping that they all, everybody survives and then I can play the whole game for the first time ever with everybody living. Uh, I'm I'm so excited about this prospect of like, it's like I beat these games multiple times before. Well, Mass Effect three. I've only beat once. But I beat Mass Effect Two twice. I beat Mass Effect One three times. This is my fourth time now. Um, but it's like uh, it's so exciting. Where it's like a lot of ways for me. It's like this is my fourth time playing, but it's so fresh to me. Like this the excitement of like these characters that weren't here before will be there now when I get there because like you can carry over your saves. But oh man, I I'm curious. how like I want to hear from people that didn't play this back in the day because that's like some uh, like it's a fascinating. Like reading on Twitter or listening to podcasts where it's like people that are like the generation right after us where it's like you know when these games came out we were right out of high school you know 18 yeah. 19 years old and those people that were middle school maybe into elementary school you know these games were too early for them You because like, i can't wait to hear what they have to say about this you know because like I, I i hear a lot of people like a lot of people like me that played the games back in the day when they came out kind of in the same boat like, they we're like they're raving about the game uh but yeah I don't know. I mean, Gable's like, you got it too. I know you're early on, though. Kind of, what's your early impressions?
1: So far, it looks pretty good from what I've been seeing from the lighting, from the frame rate, the fidelity stuff. It uh, was fairly interesting looking at the trophy list, and a lot of the trophies are tied in from not just Mass Effect 1, but, like, all three games, especially when you had to go through and kill, like, a specific amount of stuff or you have to do the bionic stuff and all this other various class stuff. But what's also interesting is there are a cluster of trophies which may actually be some of the hardest that depending upon if you want to do that or not, and that's going through insane runs on all yeah. three of the Mass Effect games. That is killer. I tried doing that once with Mass Effect two, was not successful because it was definitely a it was definitely a hardcore experience to say the least. Especially if uh, you get like a couple of shots. You get like a couple of shots, and all of a sudden you're like in like a couple of hits, you're down. Especially if you're yeah. early on in the game. But uh, so far, what I've seen is I pretty much like what I've seen so far. I need to get into the gameplay, I need to get into the various stuff. But all of it is starting to come flooding back to me. This will be my third time playing through the original Mass Effect. Granted. I played through once in the 360, once the PS3, when that version came out. I have kind of a fair share of glitches for those versions, which I've been hearing that there's some, they're still prevalent inside of this version. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be seeing what is going to happen next with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some quality life stuff I like, I will recommend, though, for you, Gables, from what it looks like, I can understand, is that when you play the game, uh, you can pick between focus on frame rate or focus on... on uh, fidelity and all that oh. uh, on graphics and so in the options for PS5 and Xbox Series S and X um, you, if you put it you can put it on uh, on the one that focuses on graphics I remember what it's called that one will play in 4k 60 you can put it on the other one it'll just be on 1080 60 so you oh. might as well just put it on the fucking 4k one because that's I started playing the game I, I was focusing on frame rate and then I looked into it for what people what I can understand is if you are on the, the current-gen consoles, it doesn't matter which one you play it on. They're they're on 60 frames per second. But on, right. well, on Xbox Series X, you can do 1440, 120 frames per second.
1: Oh, so, yeah, but, okay.
0: Because they have the unlock, so... Lucky bastards. But, um... Yeah. I like that idea. I like the other thing where, like, there's a the level cap. is You can change the level cap how you want it. So in the first game, in the original game on... The PS3 368 days, the level cap was 60, but the only way to get to the level cap was you had to play a minimum two playthroughs to get there. Sometimes for me, I remember it took me three playthroughs to get there because uh, I didn't do so much side stuff. Um, but in this one, you could still pick that option. But in this one, you could there's a legendary mode where the level cap is 30, and you're 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 earning you're basically you're just you're getting XP and skill points faster for your skill trees. Um, so it's basically like you're leveling up to 60, but you're doing it in half time. So it's like almost like it's not quite double XP, but it's it's close. Um, so I've been doing that. I'm almost 20 hours in to Mass Effect 1, getting pretty close to the end. I'm probably less than, probably like the eight hour, probably about eight hours left, probably before I finish it. Um, and then I'm going to jump with Mass Effect 2. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm like, I think I'm like level 26 or 27 right now. I'm hoping I can get to the level cap before I move on and get to beat the game. But, yeah, it's – oh, boy, it's incredible. I can't – yeah, it's it's been a good week of gaming, Gables. Resident Evil yes. 8 blowing me out of the water, you know, and then Mass Effect living up. And it's just like when when I turned the game on, I, I didn't realize – you know, it's like it's been – the last time I played, it, played a Mass Effect game was I played Mass Effect 1 and 2 again bef- not too long before Mass Effect 3. I think I played Mass Effect 1 – in 2012, I played Mass Effect 2, and 20, I think it was also 20. No, I played them in 2011. I beat Mass Effect 1 and 2 in 2011 uh, for the third and second time, respectively. And then Mass Effect 3 came out early 2012, and that's the last time I played a Mass Effect game. And I remember like doing all the DLC, and like it was my you know, I, when we did our game of the generation for that generation. Mass Effect 1 was number three, and Mass Effect 2 was number two. was number one for my games of the generation that year. Um, like that's uh, like, and I've forgotten how much, I love those games, how important they were to me. Like, when I got to the when I got to the start screen of Mass Effect 1 and I heard the music and I pressed start and I heard the noise, my eyes welled up. I was just like, I'm home. This is it. I'm back. Like, I haven't heard that music. I haven't fucking been in this world. And, like, the last time I, I played these games was like, Mass Effect 3, and I've only ever beat Mass Effect 3 once. I, I don't remember damn near anything about Mass Effect 3. Like, it's, it's like... I've like forged it on my mind. Cause I, don't, I thought it was a bad game, but I remember just the ending was just so. Yeah. You know, whereas it's like, eh. like I, I don't remember mass effect three at all. um, And that's like my final memory was like beating mass effect three. So it's exciting to like jumping in. And it's like, like I said, I'm doing it. This is my fourth time. But it's like, I feel like a lot of ways it's my first time. Cause just the differences that's going to come from this. So yeah. Uh, Oh man. I can't, I can't believe like how excited to be excited about mass effect again for the first time in almost a decade. It's incredible. Like, you know, just being excited about Bioware, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe we should be excited about Bioware, but I don't know. It's just like my favorite, one of my favorite franchises of all time. One of the best game franchises ever. Um, You know, it's, it's incredible. It's like, who would have thought, you know, after mass effect two came out where we'd be, you know, that was 2010, I think 2009. It was it's 2009, like, we Yeah. It was 2009. Okay. Well, who would have thought though, this time, you know, we're it's in 2009. We probably would have thought there's going to be 10 of these fucking things. They're all going to be fantastic. Who would have thought we would have got two really great ones. A third one that, you know, who knows? We, I, I can't wait to play through it again, but I remember coming away from it really liking it, but I don't remember loving it that way. And I think for the most part, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, so it's just exciting. Like, you know, who would, have, who would have thought, you know, 10 years later, Mass Effect would be this, you know, life's this franchise on life support. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. This is why, this is why we play games, man. I have that feeling. And it's just, it feels so good to have that feeling again uh, about Mass Effect, you know. So, um, that's why I've been playing games. Have you been playing anything else besides Mass Effect?
1: Let's see. I have been heavily invested inside of the newest season for destiny 2 and we're talking about season 14 which is season of the splicer so what this is all up curtailing about is in regards to the vex so what you're doing is you're trying to collect these little data strands these synth like synthicords or whatever the hell they're called the ether and all this other stuff that way you get to use these, like, various, like, type of products in order to craft, like, new, like, new items, not just for, like, the transmog stuff that everyone else has been kind of up in arms about, you know, in regards to that. And yes, there are a series of missions inside the main story where you can go through and, like, have examples of okay, how, like, how are you going to do this to try to do, like, a transmog, like, this or that, you know. But, uh, from what I have initially used of it, I haven't spent any money towards doing transmog stuff, but I have Decided to sacrifice a couple bits of armor that I did have in order to make certain ornaments and stuff. So, my current Guardian, my Titan, that currently is at a light level of 13, 14, is, uh, has his last season's like weapon ornaments that I had earned through the previous season pass, the $10 season pass that I bought and stuff. I got... All these little weapon, not these little ornaments and stuff for my armor and this and that. So I got that combined with uh, my exotic helmet for my Titan, my Capri Horn, which is basically like a giant. There's like it's like a mainline sort of helmet and stuff, like no mouth or something, but it has like these three horns, like two in the back, one in the big old front and stuff that glows, depending upon what type of sheen. And I it, I love the look of my Guardian so far because it's like a big old golden sheen or something on it. But what I've loved so far about this season so far the emphasis on the grenade launchers there's a lot of mods that you can go through and uh, earn the artifact that's going to help in regards to trying to get like the grenade launcher up to snuff in some retrospects there are some weapons that i've released in this current season that i have been trying out a little bit ignition code is like a grenade launcher and stuff that has like various like random perks that may be interesting in regards of, like, say, what RNG you get for some of these rolls. So you could get something that has, like, say, that could regenerate your health or something bone, like, uh, killing something. Or you can get, like, say, like, a quick draw feature to where it's, like, you can just draw incredibly fast and stuff and, like, just shoot things, you know? But uh, a lot of the mods inside these artifacts and stuff which have, like, in past seasons... Focus upon specific items as well as like specific types of uh different types of abilities depending upon what class of guardian you are and stuff those are back and present inside here and they're mostly and for the most part they feel they feel good in like certain aspects i mean the first column it's like separated inside of like different types of tier columns right and so for the first column up down stuff you have different types of mods that deal with, say, with barriers, with trying to do, like, an overload in terms of, like, staggering something, or in terms of, like, having some sort of, like, improvements upon speed or targeting of a specific like, uh, weapon and stuff. Yeah, I've just been going heavily involved into upgrading that on top of upgrading my, like, a splicer gauntlet, which plays a role when you play the new mode that they have, the six-person horde mode, pretty much. It's you against the Vex. <laughs> it's called Override. And so the purpose of Override is you're collecting a bunch of ether and stuff. You have to upgrade and, like, literally, like, uh, collect enough ether and stuff to have resources to create these charges inside your splicer gauntlet. And once you get that stuff all filled up and stuff, once you complete the Override, like, main activity mission, which resolves around you defeating a whole bunch of enemies, depositing data modes inside this big old, like, uh, digital sort of tower and stuff, and then you facing off against, like, the main, getting into, like, the mainframe of the Vex and stuff to try to do a lot of other story-related stuff, you get, uh, you get a chance of these, like, these two chests, right? One is for, like, the, everyone, like, just everyone in general, like, a freebie and stuff, but the other one is for the type of uh, the charges that you get that you like uh, from your splicer gauntlet and so you use those charges in order to open certain these particular types of chests and this gives you the more powerful items in regards to what you can get like powerful weapons powerful like armor specific mods like mod things you can equip onto your armor and stuff that you would not have had before but I went I went pretty deep inside this so I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple inside of the season, like in past seasons, they are listed from like week one all the way down to like the end of the season, like week 10 or week 11 or whatsoever. So in these weeks that this season remains active, you can you have a chance to level up your season thing quicker by achieving a lot of these different type of tasks like for example, if you go into the crucible mode and you go into this specific match type, which is Team Scorched, which gives you like a like a four V four, I think, of like you and your team against this other team and you're using nothing but these scorched rocket launchers. And so you're firing off these rocket launchers and stuff like that. It's sort of like how Halo back in the day had a certain mission where the certain like multiplayer type where nope everybody just had like these rockets or these gravity hammers or whatsoever and just kill each other all over this. If you get a specific amount, you can unlock one achievement, or if you, like, went through a whole bunch of strikes and defeated a bunch of, like, Vex mini-bosses and stuff like that, you completed that achievement. But the purpose of you wanting to try to go through it and, like, get these stuff done is you unlock not only levels of your season thing that you have currently, but you get to unlock certain things in the artifacts. Like one... Like a power one, like for power for your artifact, which... Inside the the artifact, like I was mentioning before, you have You have a maximum of ten levels, right? At the artifact itself, you have like twelve charges, all in all. So in order to unlock these specific type of mods and like different types of abilities and stuff, you have to manually go through, level up, gain the experience and stuff, and then unlock them manually through the charges you collect. So if you have a maximum of 12, you can unlock like 12 mods in all. Some will unlock based upon how many mods like you have used. So you can't just go and just pick a randomly, like i say a column 4 or 5 or something, and then do like a column 3 or something. You have to go from like 1 all the way until you unlock the the next tier and stuff, from like 1 to 10, essentially. It's a little bit more complicated with me describing it, and it's more better with like a visual example. So I would suggest for those listening in, if you are a Destiny 2 player getting interested in trying to play a little bit more of it, I would suggest looking up a couple different videos on YouTube because those have been the most helpful for me so far. So far, I have leveled up past the soft cap, which is like 1310 and then, like, the hard caps, like, 1320. And then if I wanted to try to inch up to the pinnacle cap, which is, like, around 1330 or some of that sort, I have to complete a whole bunch of different missions that specifically, like, uh, can get me to level up, earning items to get up to that point. But uh, I do like the bunch of the story elements. I thought that the multiplayer mode definitely feels nice. And I gotta admit though so far i'm liking what i have been playing i'm waiting on monday or tuesday so that the next week can unlock but uh other than that though i have been enjoying my time but i'll tell you what i am more excited to go through and play some more mass effect
0: Hmm. fuck yeah man yeah yeah man what a what a world what a world we live in (laughs) <laughs> outside of all the shitty <laughs> stuff you know with war and covid yeah. video games are awesome man video games yeah. are cool ah man it's been you know it's been a couple it's been a pretty shitty first chunk of the year for me for video games uh i think for a lot of people you know just general but man i, I, I feel like the gods of video games have spoiled me this last few weeks especially uh this last week man re4 my birthday re8 on my birthday you get massive mass effect on on Fett's birthday Yeah. Friend of ours that podcasted for years. Yep. Uh, he was on a podcast with us, our Game of Generation podcast, actually, yeah. um, in 2013. But um, yeah, oh my God. I feel you usually go to bed right after the podcast. I kind of want to just go and play fucking Mass Effect right after the podcast. <laughs> I,
1: I know, right?
0: I, I stayed up. I haven't done this in a very long time, Gables. I stayed up till 2.30 in the fucking morning last night oh playing Mass Effect. Oh it so god. We were and then I so woke up when that
1: has to be our highlight, when right? In the morning.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it was nuts. Cause I remember, you know, I'm off, I'm off Friday. Like I was, I was talking about at the beginning and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm going to play even in my head. I was just like, all right. I unlocked it. When I thought I was going to lock at 10, I was like, I'm off Friday. I'm going to stay up till like 11, 1130. You know, I'll play, I'll I'll, I'll get, I'll get through the tutorial, get through Eden prime and you know, all that, get to the Citadel, whatever. You know, that was my, like, th- that was my mindset. I knew me so well. That's how old I am where it's like, I'm going to stay up till 11, 1130 tonight, Tyler, on on a night when I don't have to get up early. <laughs> That's like, fuck yeah, man. It's like, that. I mean, other than, other than like when we record the show, just because you're two hours behind me, it's like, it's 1230 here right now. I'm usually in bed even on fucking weekend nights before yeah. by midnight. I'm in bed. Ah, like on on, on Friday nights. I still don't even, I, I don't even stay up till midnight usually. That's a big deal for me. Even like this is even uh, even like five years ago, I would not have done this really ever unless it was like a game like or a gamer night or something like that. For video right. game wise, I didn't stay up super late even still. So, uh, yeah, it's a big deal for me to stay up super duper late to play video fucking video games. So especially I mean, i have sitting here play through it. I was just like, man, I just felt like 18 year old me again. And that's what it took me to transport me back to. was just like playing this game for the first time all over again. And I was just having flashbacks to me playing that game for the first time oh my god oh god I hope Ma- I hope the new Mass Effect's good <laughs> that's all I'm, I know right? all I, say. I hope Mass Effect 3 is good right now honestly that's all I'm <laughs> thinking about it's like I even beat one yet and I'm like man I don't even remember I, li- I r- literally don't remember a fucking thing about Mass Effect 3 besides the very beginning and the very end everything yeah. in the middle is a fucking blur to me like, that's... I don't know why. I don't know what it is. What happened about Master 3? Like, did it hurt me that badly that I just erased... <laughs> I tried to erase everything, but I couldn't... I just couldn't erase the ending from my mind. I don't even know. I don't know. I... I oh, God. It's it's amazing. It's like... You always talk about, like... People always talk about, like, if you can use the Men in Black thing to erase your memory and replay a, a series or a game again, what, what game would you pick? And I think... I did that and I don't remember it. Like, I invented that machine and I did that for Mass Effect 3, but it didn't work quite well enough where I still remember the ending. Like, I erased everything else about the game but the last, like, hour. So, oh my God. <sighs> and I'm excited, Games. You know, we got oh, a yeah. four day weekend here. A couple, ne- uh, not this weekend, but next week, we've got Memorial Day weekend. So, that's three days of Mass Effect right there. Yeah, and then and then I don't have shit to play until fucking E3. Then we got fucking uh, Final Fantasy Seven DLC in <laughs> next June. That's awesome. Then we got fucking Ratchet and Clank Rift apart, June 11th. That's fucking awesome. Then we got E3. Bam! It's been a, it's it's gonna be a good couple months, cables. This is incredible. Ooh. Holy shit! What did I do to deserve this? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm feeling it. Like like the gods are coming all over my face and I'm just bringing, it in, bringing in video game gods. just Shower me in your jizz. Um, podcast style, shower me in your jizz. Uh, I won't do that. I, th- I think we might get in trouble for that. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, Just bring
1: whatever is less than the
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, or one remaining thing we have, YouTube, it actually has all the old content on it. Like, uh, did you i'm sorry um did you say shower me in your jizz is that th- yeah we're gonna take this down we're gonna t- i'm sorry you're done you're done it'd be the death death of the podcast katie perry and me being jizzed on that's what did it <laughs> which seems right honestly for the way that when this podcast started to like now katie perry and me getting jizzed on seems like the right way to go out <laughs> so i don't know it just seems appropriate um but I don't know. We should probably get out of here because I'm just rambling. I'm like six beers in and it's 1230 in the morning. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's funny. I stayed up till 230 in the morning last night. I still woke up at seven. I don't know. I, like, I got to sleep in. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like I said, we are not in all the places. We are in some of the places. I'm working on getting us in all the places. Uh, we're on Google Podcast, Spotify. Uh, not, we're based on everything but Apple. We're on Pandora. That's the thing. We're on it. Uh, we're on a lot of shit. We're on audible.com. Uh, we're on everything, but, uh, we're on YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, give we're on everything, but Apple right now. Uh, so just look up drunkner's podcast. You might find a different feed. Uh, if it ended at four twenty five, the last episode on there, that is not right. That's the old, feed. I don't know how to get those to close down. Uh, but you can, those feeds don't work. You can click on the links. They're so not going to do anything. You got to find the other one. Where the other feed, um, if it has 426 going on, we're that's us. We're there. Uh, so yeah, please, we really need it more now more than ever. We need subscriptions, likes, thumbs ups, five stars, comments, reviews, shares. Now more than ever, we need your help. Really would appreciate it if you did those things for us. Uh, it helps us with the algorithm. Helps more people see us. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, I, also, I was Tyler,
1: and I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone. Hope you have yourself a fun time this week definitely play yourself some fine video games and most importantly of all thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast
0: thank you give us?
1: yep too sweet too sweet man bye guys see ya